Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good afternoon and welcome to this episode of the Full Press Raiders podcast. It's been a little bit. No Terrence Biz with me. The preeminent content creator in all of Raiders Nation, Ryan Holmes. What's, what's going on, man? Uh, a, lot, a lot of all 22 I've had to watch recently. It's not fun when the team's struggling, but but someone's got to do it. Now, before we jump into the Raiders, you are a USC guy. What was your thought about Caleb uh, winning the Heisman? Yeah, I mean, he had a great year. He didn't have a lot of talent around him. Um, I actually went – I actually saw two of their games live in person, and just to see the ability of him to skate, get out of the pocket, and just be a general playmaker is, is what really stood out. Now, he's not a finished product by, by any stretch of the imagination, but his ability to improvise, get away from pressure, make plays down the field, use his legs. And, and it, at the end of the day, it's, it's the best player in college football, and I thought he was. Statistically, he probably was. He, and he did the most with probably the least around him. They didn't have a very good defense at USC. And, and, again, Jordan, Jordan Addison missed a ton of a year. They lost the die, the running back. They didn't have great weapons on that team outside of, of Addison. And so to be able to do what he did in, in that offense, and it's a very quarterback-friendly offense. I know Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray won the Heisman running the same offense, but he was the best player in college football, so I'm glad that he got the award. That is a fair assessment considering the thought of he didn't have much around him. People focused on him, but not much the lack of talent. Speaking of not much um, – you have news, apparently. There was something that just broke just before we started recording. Derek Carr yeah, so has been benched. Lo- Sorry, go ahead. Derek Carr has, has been benched, according to Vinny B. Um, Vinny Bonsier, ignore. 
you saw the line shift. That was the first indication. So Vegas always knows first. The line went from minus six to minus nine and a half. So a three, three and a half point swing in favor of the 49ers. Um, and now it's being reported that uh, Jared Stidham will now be the start of the last two weeks. And Derek Carr, uh, they didn't use the word bench. They said they're shutting him down. Um, but he will not play quarterback the last two weeks of the season. Is this his exit out of Vegas? Or do you think that they, they in the minds of Josh McGinley, they, they could mend some fences here? No, th- this is the end. Um it's unfortunate that it ha- that it's going to end this way because I don't think that, you know, Derek Carr is a very proud man that's put up with a lot of things over his nine years as, as a Raider. Let's not forget that. But the, he's had some very difficult situations, coaching changes, just, you know, stuff that's gone on around him, other players doing stupid things off the field. Uh, and he's been there and he's played every game that he could to this point. So at this point for him to be benched with two weeks left, and the reason, you know, the reason why is so the Raiders don't, that money doesn't get guaranteed onto his contract. So at this point, you know, Derek Carr and his agent, I would assume he's going to be inactive as well. Um, just my hunch is they're going to bring up Chase Garbers because if you're not going to play in the last weeks, so you don't want to get him to hurt. You're not going to make him the backup in case something happened to sit him and then he could get hurt. So it's just the front office basically making sure that that money doesn't vest and become guaranteed because they're on the hook for over $40 million if he gets hurt in one of the last two games. Um, so Derek Carr's a proud man. He's he, there. I don't think there's a way that, that you can mend fences with him at this point for what he's had to put up with. Um, so I'm interested to, to hear Der, uh, McDaniels talk later today and, you know, how does the locker room going to take it? How does Josh Jacobs going to take that? How is Devonte Adams going to take that? So I'm sure that they're not going to be all hunky dory about it. So, um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how hard the Raiders play the last two weeks. And let's face it, they're facing two of the better teams in the league. Like, they probably weren't going to win either one of those games anyways. Um, but I want to see how they finish and how they play and, and who, who, who gives up and who doesn't. Now you mentioned Josh Jacobs comments. He looked very angry. Do you think there's a way that he stays in Vegas or do you think that he's pretty much going to write his, write his way out of town? I can definitely see him, stay, see him staying. If, if they're willing to, to pony up and pay him the, the market rate, then then he'll stay. Running back is not a position where you're going to go out on the market and there's going to be 10 teams lined up to pay Josh Jacobs $15, $16 million a year, which is what he's probably going to be seeking. So um, most of the time you see big running backs stay. Um, when's the last time a, a major you know, top five running back in the league at the time switched teams? It doesn't happen very often. So – uh, I, I could easily see him coming back, especially if it's clear that they're going to move on from Carr, which this move suggests that you can put some of that money back into the running back position. I would probably lean 50-50 that they won't. Not that I would, because I love Josh Jacobs. So I, I don't know if I'd pay him $16 million, but I'd structure it with a low cap hit in year one and an ability to get out of it in year two or year three. So um, we'll see, but they, they might be – you know, going on the market, just finding a, another running back like a Damian Harris from New England, having him play with Zamir White and Britton Brown and doing a running back by committee. And that you just opened up almost $50 million between Derek Carr and, and not paying Josh Jacobs to spend on the rest of this roster. It goes to the psyche of the team. It goes to, you know, guys who have been here a long time who are actually tired of it. Are, are they tired of the process? Are they tired of McDaniels? Are they tired of Carr? Or are they just tired of just the way things always seem to break down at the end. Yeah. Um, clearly this is McDaniels, team moving forward. 
like he he has to take authority now. Uh, obviously, Derek Carr was the face of this franchise, and moving forward, he won't be. It'll probably be Max Crosby or or Devontae Adams or, or Josh Jacobs. He comes back, but um, it's all it's all on Ziegler and it's all on McDaniel's at this point to get it right. They can't mess up the next year or two in Las Vegas. They have to figure this quarterback position out, and they have to build this roster. And uh, it, I'm assuming they. Clearly, they've gone to Mark Davis and explained, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is why we're doing it. My guess, and I could be wrong, and I, I spoke about this last night with Dwayne uh, on the Put on Raiders podcast, is I'm not convinced that, that Josh McDaniels, if they struggle next year, is going to get let go. My, I would assume at some point he sat down with Mark Davis and said, look, this roster is not as good as we thought it was. We need to upgrade at several positions, including quarterback. My, my plan is to go out and get, you know, Whatever bridge quarterback you want to name, you know, Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy G, Tom Brady, whoever it is, for a year or two, we're going to draft a quarterback, we're going to mold him. That, that he's probably got some assurances here that it's he's probably going to get another two years um, to try to do this. So I don't think if he plays a rookie quarterback next year that they're going to turn around and let him go if they go 6-11 and 11 with a rookie quarterback. Now, if they blow five games with, with double-digit leads, then then he's probably in trouble, but um, barring something like that happening again next year, there's a plausible path here to where Josh McDaniels might be here for another two or three years and try to build some stability, especially if you're going to go the young quarterback route. Shout out to our guy, uh, Dwayne. Like, like Ryan mentioned, they host the Paradis podcast, one of the better podcasts out there, always insightful, always informative. Just wanted to get it out for the folks. Now, with the benching, and that's pretty much what it is. What do you expect from Jared Stidham, if anything at all? Let's be honest up front. Like the offensive line hasn't played very well this year, and they're playing the number one defense in the league. So Jared Stidham's not going, uh, he's not getting a, a cupcake defense here. So if Derek Carr would have played this week against the 49ers, he probably would have struggled too. So Jared Stidham's going to be under pressure. It's going to be up to him, you know communicating at the offensive line, getting in and out of the right plays against the right looks, making the simple read, getting the ball to 17. That, that's the big thing. He's got to figure out how am I going to get the ball to number 17? Um, because that's something Derek Carr hasn't done uh, in several games this year. And they're going to have to rely on the running game. And if they get into third and long, second and long, you're going to see a lot of conservative screens, run calls to just not put Jared Sidham in, in a spot where he's going to have to try to make plays on second and 13 or third and 12. Now, how do you think this affects the dynamic with Devontae Adams being as car as his, his buddy? Well, the NFL is a business and Devontae Adams, when, when he came over, you know, Derek Carr was a big factor in that, but it also he wanted to be closer to his family and he was a Raiders fan growing up. I've looked at the numbers Derek Devontae Adams is going nowhere. Whether he wants to or not, he's, it's a $31 million cap hit if they try to trade him. So there, there's no way the Raiders are going to move Devontae Adams. If, if he doesn't want to play and he threatens to sit out, they're going to have to call his bluff because financially it doesn't make any sense to move on from him, especially after you give up a first and a second round pick. He's got to understand, too, that his friend Derek Carr did not play well this year. And we can look at whatever parameters we want. He's at the bottom of the league in a lot of them. A lot of important statistics as far as completion percentage, red zone completion percentage, second half completion percentage, quarterback rating, QBR, leads the league in interceptions. And 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 I was talking with Dwayne last night. Like you you can live with, you know, kind of the statue pocket passer without a lot of mobility if you're a really high completion rate guy. 
So if you're completing 68, 70% of your passes, you can live with that. But if you're not, if you're going to be 29, 30, 31 league in completion percentage, you better be mobile and be able to be a threat and do some other things. You can't be both. You can't be a statue and not be accurate. And that's what Derek Carr's been this year. Now, a lot of it, some of that is not his fault. But he is a limited quarterback when it comes to when you start talking about improvising, getting out of structure and making plays. And and clearly Josh McDaniels has seen that. And the, and the, and the big elephant in the room was how is he going to play in the cold? And we all saw he basically had a terrible game in, in the elements. And when you really want to boil this down, if they're going to have any success, if Derek Carr is going to have success in the AFC, in the playoffs, in the next three, four, five years, regardless of where he plays, it's probably going to have to do it in places like Buffalo, Cincinnati, Kansas City, Baltimore, if Lamar Jackson goes back. So he's going to have to figure out how to be a better quarterback in those conditions or else he's not going to win playoff games unless he gets home games and he plays in a warm weather city. When we come back from break, I'll talk about the market value and how this is a ripple effect through the entire team, but we still have to discuss actually how well the defense has played and maybe cut Patrick Graham just a little bit of slack, but that's after break. You're listening to the full press Raiders podcast on the FPC radio network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are back with the Full Press Radio Podcast. Terrence Biggs, Ryan Holmes. Brian, when we look at cars trade value, honestly, because you actually are one of the most unbiased folks out there, what do you think Derek Carr's true trade value is? Well, I think they can still get a first-round pick for him. It's probably going to be a later first-round pick. It's probably going to be uh, – well, the, the main thing is he's going to have to agree to it. He has a no-trade clause, and this is going to have to happen quickly. It's something that's going to have to be done in the next six weeks leading into the Super Bowl. And it's probably going to happen kind of like the Matt Stafford deal um, for Jared Goff that happened the week of the Super Bowl. Now, Derek Carr is going to have the ability to tell the Raiders where he wants to go. He has a no-trade clause. Having said that, a lot of the, the, the teams that would be interested in him, I think when you start talking about the Jets, the Redskins, maybe the Giants, these are cold-weather cities. So I don't think Derek Carr is just going to jump up and down and say, yes, trade me to the New York Jets so I can play you know, games in November, December, and maybe January in, in the Meadowlands or in New Jersey. I don't think he's going to do that. I guess it's MetLife Stadium now. So – now we have to narrow it down to what, where would Derek want to go? And, and obviously Arizona comes to mind, but they can't get out of that Kyler Murray contract. We don't know who the coach is going to be. New Orleans is a possibility, but does he want to play for Dennis Allen or are they going to make a coaching change? Maybe Indianapolis because they're in, indoors. I could see them being an option. Maybe Tampa if Tom Brady moves on. But you have to start looking at warm weather, dome stadiums, you know, or maybe Derek just walks away. And I could see a scenario where Derek says, you know what, I don't want to play for another team. I was honest when I said it. I wanted to only be a Raider. And then he goes off and, and you know, spends time with his family or starts, you know, doing more time in the community, you know, on the church side. Maybe he starts preaching that, that, you know, that's always been out there. I think Derek, though, I don't think this is how he wants to go out. He's a professional athlete. They have egos. I, Derek's not going to just say, you know what, my career ended. I got benched the last two weeks. He's going to go out and prove the Raiders wrong. There's going to be the Derek Carr revenge tour of 2023. So I think that he will assist them here. Um, I did see an article in the Washington Post that made no sense to me whatsoever. They said that expect a Carson Wentz type deal where it's a second round pick that based on incentives could turn into a first round pick. And the first thing that I thought of is why would they move him for a 2024 pick? Because it can't be a 2023 pick if you're tying conditions to it. So that makes no sense. The Raiders need a pick in this upcoming draft in 2023 to move on from Derek Carr. Now, when we look at this other aspects, do you think Carr being gone will actually help a player like Darren Waller, who in his defense has been injured a lot, but when he's on the field has been productive? I don't know if it's going to help Darren Waller. Darren Waller needs to help himself by staying healthy and becoming a better blocker. Now, I like Darren Waller. I think I expect him to be back on this roster, although he has trade value too, um, to where they could probably move him for a second or a high third round pick if they wanted to and free up you know, another 15 or $16 million. I, I think Darren Waller showed his value 
um, the last two weeks when teams want to roll coverage with Devontae Adams. He's the only guy on the roster that's going to beat one-on-one coverage. It's not going to be Matt Collins, Hunter Renfro. If he's going to do it, it's going to be in the quick, short area. He's not going to win vertically. So the Raiders actually need Darren Waller on this roster to run the offense they want to run. So I, I fully expect him to be back. I'm, I might be wrong here, but I think he will be back. The problem you're going to have is the Raiders need to add speed. They need a speed receiver on the outside to pull coverage. Because if it, I just watched the all 22 of the Steelers games, and I just saw Devontae Adams running vertical go routes running post routes, and you don't want Adams to do that. You want him to work the intermediate area with getting off the line, getting separation quickly. But the problem is that's where Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller need to operate too. You can't have three guys that have to operate in the same part of the field. Like the mix of those three guys together doesn't work. They need to figure out, and to me it's Hunter Renfro, but maybe the cap won't allow you to do that. I I don't think you can run the offense that Josh McDaniels wants to run and have all three of those guys trying to work the intermediate area of the field. Now, as of right now, the Raiders have the ninth pick, or protectors have the ninth pick in the, the draft. Do they go receiver or quarterback? Because by the time they get picked at ninth, you have a guy like Will Levis, and I don't know about you, but I'm not sold on him. Yeah, Will Levis, to me, I think he's going to go higher than that. I, I'm not, I've watched a little bit of film on him, not a ton yet, but you know, the things that stand out are he's big. It's got a rocket for an arm. It's kind of a really short, quick release, which to me, I don't I, – everything I've seen is he just fires it in there with a big arm. I, I haven't seen him layer throws. I haven't seen a lot of touch throws. It's kind of just like rockets or nothing, which in the NFL is not going to really work unless he learns how to do that. But with how tight his arm stroke is, I think it might be a little bit hard for him to do that. He hasn't played well um, against some of the better teams. Now, he doesn't have a lot of talent around him at Kentucky. So he's not going to go out there and start throwing the ball over the field and putting up, you know, 30, 40, 50 points against Georgia and Alabama. But he's also not going out there and doing it against some inferior teams too, like Vanderbilt and um, Missouri and some of these other teams. But I think because of the success that Justin Herbert and Josh Allen have had, big, strong, physical, didn't have the production in college, that some team in the top six or seven is probably going to take him. Now the Raiders – according to what I've seen, can't get higher than, I think, seventh. Unless a bunch of four-win teams start winning out the last two weeks, because let's be honest, the Raiders are going to lose the last two games. They're probably going to finish up six and 11. CJ Stroud might be an option. You know, I think all three of those guys go in the top 10. So it, it maybe the Raiders have to move up a pick or two if they, if they want one of those two guys. So we'll see what happens as far as the draft. Or do you think, I mean, as someone who watches the Pac-12 extensively being a USC guy, one of the names I think that people might want to look into as far as maybe a day two quarterback, Tanner McKee out of Stanford. They had He had nothing to work with. They played an antiquated offense, but he showed flash. He's a bigger guy like Lovis is. He's mobile. They they need an improvement and they need a quarterback who's not afraid to if the play breaks down, go. Like, don't don't look at it, just go. And I think that that's what has been missing. But speaking of fixable things, in the last couple of weeks, we look at the defense. And I really think that Patrick Graham needs a little bit of credit. What have you seen different in the last, say, four weeks that is different about this defense? Well, I think the number one thing from watching it is they play it. They're playing a lot more man coverage, and 
I think we talked about it a few months ago. I know Deron Harmon talked about it, where the Raiders had a mix of guys. Some were good zone players, some were good man, and they were trying to mix and match all that. And, like, they didn't have guys that could do both. And I think what the Raiders realize is, you know, we want to play man because that's what we have, some guys that can do that. But we can't do that with Jonathan Abram. We can't do that with, you know, Rocky Sin out there, who was a cover two corner primarily when he came over from Indianapolis. So um, when you started to see them get to the point where they had guys they could trust to play man coverage, and don't don't get me wrong, I like Rocky Sin, and he might be back, and I thought he played pretty well this year. But they they, they basically went to some very basic coverage, and, and there were weeks where they were playing cover one and cover three. That was basically it. And then they mix in a, ran, a random cover two. But they, they've simplified the defenses on the back end, played a lot more man, um, they've rotated some guys in and I think the pass rush got a little bit better there for a few weeks and, and that helped out the defensive secondary. But if, if the Raiders don't go cor- quarterback, I think the first pick is going to be a corner. Cause I still think that they don't have the right mix in the secondary. I know Raider fans don't want to hear that after Arnett, um, DJ Hayden, um, Gary and Conley, some of these guys they've missed on, but the Raiders really do need, a corner and my guy right now is Cam Smith out of South Carolina. Love everything about his game. He may be, he may go in like the 15 to 20 range. So, you know, that might be a reach for the Raiders at eight, but you know, maybe if they could trade Derek Carr and get a pick, you know, around 20, if they could get their hands on a quarterback, let's say seven or eight, and then Cam Smith, a corner at, at 18, that would be good. You mentioned Rocky Sin and he, I mean, the numbers barrel. He had a decent season where he's only allowing 60% of passes completed thrown his way and only is responsible for one touchdown in pass coverage. I mean, that is what they got him for. Now, looking at a guy like Trayvon Merrick, what do we see as far as what can happen as far as making sure that his his next year is far better than the last two? Yeah, I look at Merrick differently. I'm actually of the opinion that Merrick over the last four or five weeks has played a lot better than people want to give him credit for. Ever since they released Abram, and they, they've they've moved Merrick to strong safety. He's been playing strong safety while Harmon's played free safety. So he's actually been up in the box. He's been playing more like cover three buzz is that middle hook defender. He's been playing man coverage on tight ends. I thought he's played pretty well. Um, he doesn't have the interceptions, the forced fumbles, but his tackling has been better. Um, and he hasn't been giving up the big plays he was giving up when he was playing more of that in deeper coverage, which is interesting because when he was drafted, that's what he was better at was playing cover four and basically being a deep safety. But I thought he's played pretty well to the point where I'd, I'd, I'd change it from pencil to, to putting it in pen that he's probably going to be a starter coming back next year. But he gives them flexibility on the back end to be able to be a, to mix and match and they blitzed him a little bit. You've seen him playing basically over the nose and playing the middle of cover two, dropping out in some of these packages. So I think Graham likes him and he does give you the ability to play zone, play man. You can move him around. He's a nice chess piece. Now is a second round pick. And with all the hype, I think he has one career interception. Like as Raider fans, we want to see four or five, six interceptions. He hasn't given you that productivity, but if you just break this down to the last Ever since Abram left, he's actually played pretty well. I was thinking that that possibly Nate, Merrick Nate, would. Sorry. I would say Nate Hobbs is the one I would be concerned about. I was, I mean, I thought that Merrick because you know I would I thought his role would be similar to 
Xavier McKinney of the Giants, where in Graham's system, he did have five picks and somehow had like 92, 93 tackles, and that's a lot for a safety. But Nate Hobbs is a concern. Now, looking at the pass rush, and especially the interior, what do you see as far as off-season improvements that you would like to see happen? Well, the number one guy that I've been pounding for just retired. Um, so J.J. Watt is not going to be available. I, I thought putting Watt inside next to Max Crosby would have been awesome. I would have loved to see Max Crosby and J.J. Watt play together. And, and J.J. Watt, for I think he's at nine and a half, ten and a half sacks. Like I've been watching a lot of the, uh, the HBO Hard Knocks with Arizona, the leadership in the locker room. But just watch the motor, how hard this guy works. He was only 33. He had health scares this year. He had the heart condition. He just had a new baby. So he's made his money. So, you know, good for him. He's a first ballot gold jacket Hall of Famer. That's where I wanted to go uh, in free agency. So they're going to have to figure out interior pass rush. Like they're getting nothing. Um, and the problem with the Raiders this year, offensively and defensively, has been the middle of their lines. Defensive tackle, offensive guards have been awful. So Bilal Nichols probably can't get out of that contract unless they want a little bit of cap money, but for what they're going to pay him, they might as well bring him back next year, but they need to figure it out. They need interior pass rush. And the way the roster is now, it's going to have to be free agency because I don't see that guy in the draft. They're not going to be in range to get a Jalen Carter. Um, There's really not another guy that, that you can stamp. Hey, this guy's a top 10 player in this draft defensive tackle. So, they're probably going to have to use first, second, third round picks on offensive line, cornerback, and quarterback, or even a linebacker. So they, they got to figure out a veteran uh, that can get in there and get after the quarterback. Because if they don't fix that, then it's, you know, Max Crosby's getting triple teamed uh, on the all 22 the last four or five weeks. They're running backs, they're swinging the guard, they're, they're sliding the line his way. So Max Crosby's not going to eat unless they get him like, someone next to him that can get to the quarterback. I have two interior pass rushers that I'm going to give you. Which one would you sign if you're the Raiders? Javon Hargrave or Deron Payne? Man, those guys are going to be expensive. Yes. Um, you're, you're looking at like 18 to $20 million a year probably on both of those guys. I don't know if the Raiders can go that route, but I would probably take Deron Payne. Um probably a little bit younger, a little bit better against the run. Hargrave's probably a little bit better pass rusher. Um, but I, I'd probably lean towards Payne. Just longer track record, better against the run. But they can both get to the quarterback. Or even somehow, you know, trying to extend like a, a lesser deal for a guy like Taven Bryan, formerly of the Browns. He, yeah, he I mean, he's like, an option, former first-rounder out of Florida. I, I'd, I'd say on their current roster, I don't think Jerry Tillery comes back. He, he's been awful the last couple of weeks against the run. For what little pass rush he gives you, he'll give you a little glimpse, but the, the run defense has been bad. Uh, I, I don't think – I do think they'll find a way to get Andrew Billings back, but he's he's basically a run stuffer. So is Kyle Petko. He's actually played pretty well uh, in limited snaps. But they have to get someone that can get after the quarterback. If this is the, truly the end of the car era, what was the most surprising and most disappointing uh, moments that you have witnessed during this time? I would say most surprising is back in 2016, the year that he was able to put together in year three with Bill Musgrave. And he looked like he was a young ascending player that, that we thought was only going to continue to get better and that could work his way into that top 
five, top seven quarterback in the league. And as Raiders fans, we all thought that I was one of those guys. And then just to kind of see the instability of the organization around him, the flirting with, with Gruden, and then just making the Haas decision to, to go get Gruden and move on to fire Bill Musgrave. But then just to see kind of the injuries, you know, he, he wasn't the same player after he broke his ankle. We can look back now and say, that's probably where it all started to go down. He, he lost some confidence in the pocket. He didn't want to run anymore. Um, so, yeah, that, that would kind of be the main thing is to, to see where he was going to go, where he was heading until – and then he broke his back, I think, in 2017 against Denver. So he had two pretty in, big injuries there happened pretty quickly. Um, but, yeah, you know, we're going to remember him as, as – if this is truly it, as probably the best Raiders quarterback in the last 10 to 15 years. I know the bar is really low there. Um, he's always going to have a place in, in Raider lore and Raider fans for the next 50 years are going to talk about the, the 10 and nine years that Derek Carr was there. And, um, because he did everything he could to help the Raiders. He's a great, you know, off the field has been great. Um, nothing against him personally. Uh, he's a great person from everyone that that's talked about him. He's a great man of character, but I think at the end of the day, he's gotten more leeway than pretty much any quarterback in NFL history, as far as, <laughs> nine seasons without a lot to show for it. And again, it's not all his fault. I know that people think it's one, one way or the other. It's either all Derek's fault, or all everyone else's fault. Derek isn't the problem, but he's also not the answer. And I think the new regime has, has figured that out. Now he may go off and, and, and play a couple of more years somewhere else and have some success. And I, I, I hope the best for him moving forward. If that happens, I just don't know that he's good enough to overcome all of the issues that the Raiders organization has. And then, you have to build a team to be able to compete with Justin Herbert, to compete with Patrick Mahomes over the next 10 years, to, to be able to beat Joe Burrow, to be able to beat Josh Allen. So you're going to have to find a quarterback. It's not going to be easy to find a quarterback to compete with those guys, but I, I just think that he's been given so many different opportunities and so many, this is the prove it year. This is the prove it year. And it, it's been, we've been saying that since 2017, 2018. And I think the prove-it years finally ran out. And he picked the wrong time to have the worst season since his rookie year. How can people interact with you on social media? Yeah, they can follow me uh, on Twitter at rhome22. I know a lot of people are, are watching the videos I put out weekly. And, you know, there hasn't been a lot to, to root for recently. I put a few videos out, and then it instantly turns into – a you know, so many different wars. Like I want to untag myself on a lot of them. You know, it's one play and then you get the one thing that I don't like about Twitter. I'll just go on a side rant here is like you put out one, the, the pass to Renfro that got intercepted at the end, you show the, the diagram of the play, kind of talk about what happened. And then it's the people that don't follow you. that don't know that I put videos out of every game for the last five years. They see that one clip and think I'm a hater. Oh, you hate Derek Carr. Why are you putting this out there? You know, the wind was blowing two degrees this way. And you know, it hit a snowflake. Like, Dude, go if you're gonna talk comment on people's videos or their posts, like just go to their page and kind of see a little bit about them. Oh, this guy does watch film. He does he has put out these videos for five years. And now I just ignore them. But like then these people just get into arguments back and forth with each other. And it's sometimes it's hilarious, but like, you know, enjoy your lives, Raider fans. Like it's just a game. As a writer, one of the first things I had to learn was don't read the comments. And I would read the comments when yeah. I first started writing. Read the comments and I just I would go back and forth and then they'll be like, oh, I'll just spend an hour and a half talking to somebody I don't know. And it's just, it's like you said, don't just continue doing what you do. And definitely, we definitely will talk to you in the next couple of days. This definitely. has been another, this has been another episode of the Full Press Raiders podcast. 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.